Welcome to River City 360, views and news from around Winnipeg. I'm your host, Nolan Bicknell, with my co-host, Robert Zirk. Today on River City 360, as with previous weeks, we are continuing our coverage of Nourishing Potential, the Winnipeg Foundation initiative that's helping kids make healthy food choices throughout the city. Up first, we'll be joined by friend of the show and CEO of the Winnipeg Foundation, Rick Frost. Uh, this week, he's going to tell us about Nourishing Potential and how its 10-week campaign has been going thus far. Then we'll be joined by Tolu Ililaboye and Mercy Oluwafemi, and they'll tell us about two youth internship programs in Winnipeg, Youth in Philanthropy and the Summer Internship Program, also known as YIP and SIP. And last but not least, Noah Ehrenberg sits down with us to talk about community news commons and what's happening in the world of citizen journalism. We've got all this, some classic music, and much, much more on today's episode of River City 360. Welcome to RC360. Good morning, and I hope you're having a very happy Sunday so far. I'm Nolan Bicknell with my co-host Robert Zirk. We're going to start things off with some music. Let's play Last Night by the Marquise right here on River City 360. Thank you for listening to River City 360. We are now joined in studio by the CEO of the Winnipeg Foundation, Rick Frost. Rick, thanks for joining us again. Good to be here. Friend of the show. You've been here a couple times. You bet. But we wanted to get you back one one more time because uh, as our listeners might already know, we've been covering the Nourishing Potential uh, initiative for the past, I guess, nine weeks now. And there's one more week in a 10-week in a campaign that's going on. So we wanted to have you on and ask you what some of the highlights have been in, in the last nine weeks and, and how's the campaign looking right now? Well, you know, we're really excited. I think um, obviously one of the main highlights is there's already been half a million dollars donated, and I think that's a huge number, uh, you know, probably way beyond my expectations in terms of what would happen. Um, so I think, you know, we're really excited by, by that aspect. It's been fun having people visit the office and uh, get their picture taken with a little sign and all that kind of thing. And obviously, you know, having Jonathan involved has been really special. We had a major event at Wasac, and I, and I don't think uh, anyone who attended that wouldn't think that that was a, pretty much a highlight of the summer because it was just great to see him with the kids. It was great to have him really kick off the entire thing nine weeks ago and really give a, a, a good, strong push right at the start of the, of the campaign and really really give us some momentum moving forward. Um, we've spoken with um, probably half a dozen or so grantees of Nourishing Potential, um, but for any of our listeners who maybe aren't familiar with the program, t- tell them why Nourishing Potential is important for Winnipeggers and, and for, for our entire society. Well, I think the, the bottom line is that we've got hungry kids in the city, um, and what we're trying to do is augment the food budgets of 
uh, youth-serving organizations. We're not trying to create new programs. We're basically trying to strengthen the programs we already have, and we're putting a lot of emphasis on healthy choices so that kids are not only you know, getting better snacks and better meals and after-school programs, but they're also learning about why these are better, uh, better meals. And I think that um, that healthy choices aspect makes it a really unique program. There's other aspects of the program like training and um, that were uh, kids learning to get uh, food handler certificates and that sort of thing, which makes it a unique program in many respects. But there's no question there's a lot of need in this area and nourishing potential is a, is a strategy that's obviously very successful in terms of addressing that need. It was great just being a part of this show and getting to talk to a lot of the grantees and the organizations that are already doing such, such great work. And you said, like like you said, we're not creating new projects. We're just, you know, strengthening the ones that already exist. And it's actually really eye-opening to see how many great, amazing, a lot of great, amazing work that's being done by these organizations. Absolutely. The, 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 uh, the, the grants that we've been giving so far in four years 73 different organizations have received grants and so that's a that's a good number of just organizations and we've uh, distributed $885,000 already um, in grants that can be as high as $10,000 so they're they're not huge grants but you know that's it's a significant amount of money obviously to an organization and I think there's no question that the impact is there I'm sure every one of those interviews demonstrated that impact absolutely so one of the coolest things I thought as part of the campaign being a hockey fan myself was the Jets tickets that we were recognizing donors we had a great donor recognition program and so I guess there was not nine weeks we've recognized 18 different donors with Jets tickets that's right and then there's there's two sets left so that's 18 given away and there's two sets left to see Jonathan Taves take on the Winnipeg Jets well Jonathan Taves and the Chicago Blackhawks take on the Winnipeg Jets um what has what have you seen as the response to these 18 18 different recognitions well I think it's really interesting first of all I've been very excited to see some of the people who were recognized because Mm -hmm. we had some donors who've supported nourishing potential for the last four years um and you know it's nice when you see those people who are still supporting uh, nourishing potential um, and they get recognized. So that, that's, that's kind of fun. Um, and uh, certainly we had some, um, you know, surprised reaction, I think, on, on mm-hmm. a part of one, you know, on, on a number of people. I, I remember I happened to be with uh, Larry McIntosh did a show for us, as you know, on, on, on another uh, channel and they were, and he was uh, one of the winners as it turned out right. of these uh, tickets. So I'm very, I was really, uh, I was very pleased to see him get recognized as all of them. You know, mm-hmm. every donor, you'd like to recognize everybody. You can't do that, obviously, mm-hmm. but it's fun to do what we were able to do. How can our listeners support the campaign to support Nourishing Potential and potentially be recognized with this last two sets of Jets tickets? Well, I think there's the traditional ways, of course, where uh, donors can phone in or they can go to our website. They can obviously visit our office in person. We're always glad to see people come in. We tried some new ways this in this campaign. Uh, we've uh, Cinnabon Credit Union is a big sponsor of uh, Nourishing Potential, and you can make a gift at any uh, branch of ACU. And of course, you can text in. Uh, a gift under the uh, under the text campaign that we're running. So, so there's different ways that you can support, and we obviously welcome every gift. Every gift is important. Well, thank you very much, Rick Frost, CEO of the Winnipeg Foundation. Thanks, Nolan. As Rick said, there are a multitude of ways to support the Nourishing Potential campaign. Come on down to the Winnipeg Foundation offices to make a gift in person. You can also call 204-944-9474 and make a gift via telephone, 
Or, and this is probably the easiest thing, you can use your smartphone to text the word GOAL, G-O-A-L, to 45678. Again, that's GOAL to 45678, and that will automatically charge your phone bill a one-time $5 charge. And as Rick said, uh, if you make a gift this week, and this is the last week that that, uh, the foundation is doing this, you'll be entered into the donor recognition program for a chance to be recognized with a pair of Winnipeg Jets tickets. You could watch our very own hometown boy, Jonathan Taves, play the Winnipeg Jets. So make your gift today. After the break, we will be joined by Tolu Ililiboye and Mercy Oluafemi, and they will tell us about Yip and SIP, also known as Youth in Philanthropy and the Summer Internship Program. But first, here's Southern Nights by Glenn Campbell right here on River City 360. Southern Nights to River City 360. I'm now joined by Tolu Ilelaboye. She's the Youth Engagement Coordinator at the Winnipeg Foundation, as well as Mercy Oluafemi. She's the outgoing Young Winnipeg Connect Programming Assistant at the Winnipeg Foundation. Thank you both for joining me today. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Uh, so first of all, uh, Tolu, if you could tell our listeners what uh, YIP and SIP are um, and why these programs are important for today's youth. Well, the Youth and Philanthropy Program is a program of the foundation that gets young people in the city engaged in community development through grant making and site visits and different events that we host throughout the year. Uh, The program really allows them to discover what different charitable organizations are doing in the city and how they're helping to impact different issues that we're facing on a daily basis, whether that be in the north of the city, the south, east, or the west. It really brings together different groups from different demographics and different areas of the city to um, talk about community development and help them work through um, how they can be, how they can make an impact in our city. 
whereas the summer internship program is a, a feeder program from this youth and philanthropy program that brings uh, an elite group of young people to actually work in those organizations that they might have granted to or worked with during the school year, during the YIP year. And they uh, are placed at an organization and they get to work with them over the course of the entire summer for eight weeks and learn more about how that organization works, what they're doing, how they're doing what they're doing, and how they can maybe think about a career in the nonprofit sector as they continue on in their career. Great. So how many... um how many participants would you say are there in youth and philanthropy and in the summer internship program? The youth and philanthropy program is a growing program. Uh, this year we hope to have 30 committees and we, uh, that usually brings in around 500 to 600 youth uh, coming together to talk about community development in Winnipeg. And the summer internship program this year was our biggest program and we had 15 interns and it was fantastic to be able to see that many young people in the city coming together to be able to work in those different organizations and really make an impact firsthand. What sorts of things have interns learned this year and in the past? Uh, it's it's funny to see a lot of this a lot of the youth come in uh, to these organizations because many of them have never had a job before. So when they come into the program, they say, "I just want a job that'll teach me how to work in in." in an office. And so a lot of them grow uh, not only learning about the charitable sector, but just learning what it means to work in a professional environment, to dress up every single day and not be able to wear your pajamas to a school. Uh, it's a big difference. So uh, there's one young young man who's in the program this year who's, for example, just changed so much where at the beginning of the program at his interview, he said about one or two words the entire time. And this summer he did his site visit at his organization and he was smiling and laughing and cracking jokes. And I, you just get to see them flourish and grow as individuals over the course of eight weeks and it's um, it's fantastic because they all learn so many different things but all come away with such a meaningful experience even though their organizations are so diverse and the program is so diverse. That's excellent. Now Mercy I want to ask you about your experiences because uh, you actually went through both YIP and SIP before yeah. you started uh, with the Winnipeg Foundation four months ago. Um, what were what were your experiences going through uh, those programs and then working with Tolu and Young Winnipeg Connect at the foundation? Um, yeah I think it was really good. Uh, as Tolu was saying I started with the Gits and Philanthropy and uh, I was introduced to nonprofits world and uh, the idea of philanthropy and the idea of giving. And also through uh, SIP, Summer Internship Program, I was able to further learn that. Uh, I was able to work at the Arts and Stroke Foundation and uh, do daily work uh, professional in a professional environment. And um, I basically grew over that also. Uh, starting the summer with the Winpec Foundation was also a process of growing for me myself, where I was able to build upon all those skills and knowledge I already have from youth and philanthropy and summer internship program. I was also able to interact directly with uh, the staff here at the Winpec Foundation and also coordinate the summer internship program, which I was a part of uh, two years ago. So it's it's been a learning experience for me for sure. And what would you uh, what would you say is maybe uh something some of the highlights uh in terms of what you've learned or maybe something that was most memorable about your time at the foundation um i like to say that i'm a relationship oriented person so uh getting to work in an environment where everyone is coming to work every day because they actually want to be there was really stood out for me um among the work i did uh, i got a lot of thank yous and uh people being appreciative of my work that i was something i put into the program and changes and everything that we did over the year so 
Um, I guess I could say that people are being appreciative of the job I did over the summer really stood out to me in a way that I knew I made an impact, no matter how small or big it was. And uh, any plans for the future? My plans for the future is actually to become a doctor. And um, I know that has nothing to do with what I'm doing here in the foundation, but I know that uh, I'll get all the skills, all this professional um, knowledge that I need to go in the future. So for now, the plan is to become a doctor. I'm currently a third-year student at the University of Manitoba, which I'm going back to in the fall. So uh, I'll take all my knowledge and all the things I've learned over the summer and transfer it back to my work in the school. Excellent. Uh, Tolu, how does it make you feel when you see a young person grow and evolve through their time with the Winnipeg Foundation and beyond that? I think it's fantastic to be able to watch um, young people grow up over the summer or through the year because I think that it's it's that immediate gratification that you can see where, you know, it's kind of like planting a garden where you see plant a seed at the beginning of summer and over the summer you get, you know, it reaps a flower or a harvest or something that you can tangibly take with you and say, look what I've done. And I think with each and every single one of the individuals in YIP and SIP uh, that we work with and all of our alumni, you, you plant this seed when they're in and around 14 years old when they can start youth and philanthropy. And by the time they get to this alumni database where they're coming back like Mercy and working with the foundation, you can see how they've just grown. And it's it's great to be able to look at that and say, you know, I was able to do that and I was able to be a part of that. And hopefully they will take the knowledge and experiences that they've had and pass that on to the next generation and pay that forward. So it's, yeah, it's it's wonderful to be able to be a part of that. So if people are listening and they're interested in these programs or perhaps they know a young person who would be interested in uh, being involved with youth and philanthropy, uh, where can people go for more information? So you can check out our website. The website is wpgfdnyip.org. Uh, that's the site, the direct link to the Youth and Philanthropy website. We also have programs uh, that are available for young adults between the ages of 18 to 35 who are a little bit more um, advanced in their knowledge of the charitable sector and they want to implement a program. And we have the Summer Internship Program, which is, again, a feeder program from the Youth and Philanthropy Program. And uh, Youth and Philanthropy is in 30 different committees this year. So take a look at the list of schools and organizations that are participating and and see if you're a young person or if you are available or in one of those schools or organizations that you can uh, get involved in Yip that way. And then find a staff advisor who works there to talk to them about how you can get involved. Great. So thank you again, Tolu and Mercy, for joining me today. Thanks and for having us. And best of luck, Mercy, in the future. Thank you. Thanks, Robert. After the musical break, Noah Ehrenberg of Community News Commons will join us right here in studio. But uh, before we get to that, let's play a quick tune. So here's the song Summer Love by Ruby and the Romantics, right here on River City 360. You're the one I've been waiting for. Take me down to the sandy shore.
Thank you for listening to River City 360. Robert Zirk and Nolan Bicknell here with you, and we are joined in studio by a very special guest, our weekly contributor, Noah Ehrenberg. Uh, He's the convener of Community News Commons and shows up once a week to talk about this week in community journalism through the lens of Community News Commons. So, Noah, thanks for joining us. Oh, it's great to be here. So, I understand uh, our last segment, we spoke with Mercy and Tolu, and they told us about SIP, and I understand some writers from SIP will be submitting some stories to the CNC. Yes, that's right. In fact, they've been doing that over the course of the last couple of weeks, and I've been um, editing them and publishing them. And, um, you know, as you heard in the last segment, summer internships really have this ability to transform young people, because every year the Winnipeg Foundation provides the opportunity for more than a dozen high school students to work alongside nonprofit organizations within our city. And so now these youth are writing about their experiences, and they really are fascinating. And um, I know that our listeners would be very interested in reading about these fascinating jobs that these students have done over the summer and the insight they've gained. And all they have to do is go to communitynewscommons.org and they can read those stories. Fantastic. Um, so our ma- the mayor of Winnipeg, Mayor Brian Bowman, I understand, is launching a a racism summit mm-hmm. coming up soon. And I understand there's a, an article on the CNC that's uh, talking about that. Well, actually, it's not an article. It's a, seg- a segment, a okay. regular segment that's called I Wonder Winnipeg, which right. is basically a poll question that we ask every month. And this month, we're asking the question, do you think the upcoming Race Relations Summit organized by Winnipeg Mayor Brian Bowman will help combat the problem of racism in our city. And you have some various options to choose from in terms of your vote. You can say yes, the summit will help, or you don't know, you're not sure, it might be a step in direction, a, right, a step in the right direction. You can also say probably not, because there's not enough grassroots people invited to the event. Or you can just answer no, and that the summit will not change anything as far as racism goes. So you have a chance to vote, and we'll compile the votes just before the summit begins, and we'll find out what Winnipeggers think about how effective this summit will be. And what's your vote? Uh, I don't vote. I'm the oh, publisher. I'm okay. the editor. Keep, so, yeah. keep, keep neutral then. That's <laughs> <Exactly>. understandable. <laughs> so what else is happening on CNC this week? Uh, well, uh, the other thing that's happening is a very interesting story by uh, Gloria Romaniak about oral history and um, okay. and basically it's about the oral history center at the University of Winnipeg and um, it's a place where people can get access the public can gain access to training and equipment that allows them to collect stories from the real people who lived through those stories and so basically it's giving voice to stories that uh, that need telling and um, it, it you know in other words you're getting it straight from the horse's mouth from mm-hmm. the person who experienced it and uh, Gloria tells a very um, a very engaging uh, story about this and and our, our listeners can read all about it on communitynewscommons.org all right. Now, every week, Noah, we like uh, for you to bring in a local song to uh, to hear on the show. Uh, what have you brought for us this week? Well, I thought I would feature one of my favorite singer-songwriters here in Manitoba. She's a storyteller as well and a ukulele master. Her name is Kate Ferris, and um, she is... Um, sharing her latest work in uh, A Labor of Love called Marie's Forest. That's the latest album she's come out with. It's produced by music veteran Dan Donahue. And the album uh, will have its release party at the Park Theatre on September 10th. But today, if you wanted to, at 1.30, Kate Ferris will be live at the Matlock Festival of Music and 
Art and Nature uh, out in Matlock, Manitoba uh, to this afternoon, Sunday afternoon. So you still have time to get out there uh, to see her and a group of uh, people, uh, ukulele choir is um, who is will be playing at the Matlock Festival, and Kate is a terrific musician. So I wanted to feature one of her albums or one of her uh, numbers called "I Want a Viking Funeral" from her album Marie's Forest. This is Kate Ferris on River City 360 on CJNU 93.7 FM. Well, some folks ask you when and why where you're going when you die. Well, I know where I'll spend my forevermores. So in wails and moans and tears, don't waller. I'm going off to see Valhaller, sailing straight on out to Odin's shore. I want a Viking funeral, I want a going style It's my last desire to ride a funeral pile But you can see for an nautical mile I want a Viking funeral, no there's no doubt Just drape me, light me up and push me out Well, my granddad came from Norse bloodlines, and I guess a bit of his is mine, because I've got Viking running through my veins. Don't you box me up, no dust to dust, well, you're welcome to it if you must, but I choose ash to ash for my last remains. I want a Viking funeral, want to go in style. It's my last desire to ride a funeral pie that you can see for an article mile. I want a Viking funeral. No, there's no doubt Just break me, light me up And push me up Yeah, sure well, It came to me once in a flash That I wouldn't have to spend much cash When it came my time to leave my earthly home See, I wouldn't need a whole Viking ship Just a wooden sailboard for my trip And just shoot me straight on out that's a wrap on this week's episode of River City 360. Thank you very much for listening, and a big thank you to all of our guests, the CEO of the Winnipeg Foundation, Rick Frost, also Tolu Ililiboye and Mercy Oluwafemi for telling us all about Yip and Sip, and to Noah Ehrenberg for telling us all about this week in citizen journalism. If you'd like to hear more views and news from around Winnipeg or listen to any of our past episodes, please visit rivercity360.org. That's rivercity360.org. River City 360, views and news from around Winnipeg, is a project of the Winnipeg Foundation in partnership with Community News Commons and CJNU 93.7 FM. We'd love to hear from you, so please give us a call. Our number is 204-944-9474, extension 290. You can leave us a comment about the show, you can request a song, or suggest a topic for a future show. Uh, So that's 204-944-9474, extension 290. And don't forget to follow us online on social media. We're on Twitter at RiverCity360, and you can also like our page on Facebook. Our Facebook page, you can find it through the search bar by typing in River City 360. Just drape me, light me up, and push me out. Oh, you can drape me, light me up, and push me out. Got a bit?
I'm Nolan Bicknell, signing off for RC360. And I'm Robert Zirk. Thank you again so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Have a great Sunday. Mm-hmm.